Hello and welcome to another episode of Jefferson Mad Drinks Podcast, where we are on a mission to normalise eight team leagues. I'm Pete McManus and I'm joined by the tortured Texan, Alan Monk, and the buoyant Bengal, Ian Harrison. Hello. Hello, Hello. boys. How are we? Yeah, good. Good, you? Yeah, not too bad. Good weeks? Yeah. I've just, done my, I've just done what H does. You have. We've mixed you it have. up. We said we weren't going to do that. Yeah. What I was going to say to you was, we are like firmly in training camp mode now. Are you feeling excited about the new season? We got to the point where you're feeling the, the countdown's on, seeing Scott Hansen counting down to how many Sundays it is to red zone. Are you feeling excited about the new season yet? Yeah, definitely. It's weird because I'm I'm looking at YouTube clips and Twitter's putting a load of stuff out as well of like players catching a ball and it's like, oh my God, they caught the ball. And it's like, it, it was a five yard. I saw a great, pass. I can't remember who it was. And I, so I can't credit them and they, they won't be listening. So it doesn't matter. But I, I saw a great tweet yesterday that was like, unbelievably, all 32 teams had a great day at camp today. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, they're at that point in the season. Nobody's got, nobody's got injured yet. Not like there's not that many major things gone wrong, so um, we're at th- we're at that point of the preseason. But he's excited. I'm not there yet. Not yet. No, I'm not there at all yet. Is that because uh, Burrow had a little moment? No, we just like the start of the season just seems so far away still. It is still hype it, it as much as you want. It is ages away. I always think though, like you see, there's such a gap between Super Bowl and the start of the new season. The off season goes on forever, and I always think once you get under that 50 days. And you start thinking, well, we've got five Sundays left or six Sundays left. It just sort of gets my excitement levels up a little bit. It will come thick and fast and it will go quick. So today we're talking about tight ends. If you've listened to, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll have uh, no doubt heard our quarterback, running back and wide receiver positional rankings. We're going to do the same with the tight ends. So we are not going to run through. In fact, I will run through the top 25, but I can guarantee you today, 15 to 25 are going to be quick. <laughs> I'll just cut these boys off if I have to, because we do not need to be talking about Zach Ertz for very long in 2023. Agreed. But before we do that, I thought it'd be interesting. We've now all finished our best ball that we talked about several weeks ago. And some took longer than others. I think Ian's was over within a few days. And mine and H's went on for well over, well into the second week. Let's just put it that way. So we thought we'd just, I mean, nobody wants to hear all 32 of our picks. But I thought if we just flick through basically how you found best ball, if you enjoyed it, obviously the first time we'd done, any of us have done it, um, and just some of the picks that you, you're a fan of across those 32 rounds. Ian, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I think, I, I, to, be, to, to be fair, I really enjoyed doing a best ball draft. The first time I've ever done it. My only frustration is because it was such a slow draft, all the notifications you get. So I don't know how it works in your league, but it would tell you who, who's just been picked, even though he's nowhere near your pick. Oh, I'll tell you who's on the clock. Yeah. And then in my league, people were messaging each other to say you're on the clock, even though they've already gotten notifications to say they're on the clock. Yeah. So I was getting notifications about notifications. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm, I'm not going to pick for another 10 picks. I've got to read all this. Yeah, there was a bit of that. So the notifications was, you know, it was a bit of a grind for me. But overall, you know, I'm really happy to be part of the league. I'm sure I'd be in again. I've already signed up for next year. Oh, yeah? I have already I signed up for 2024. I, I have already um, signed up as well. Not sent my money yet because I'm, I'm tight. So but, uh, they can wait. <laughs> but yeah, I'm in for next year and I can't wait this season. I enjoyed it because it made me think so much more. With redraft, I tend to find like my later picks are I'm just going to pick who I believe is the best player available. Whereas with this, I was constant. Like every pick I made, 
I was going, could they do something? Now, granted, I still got like my 10 Texans in there. Like, I've got the whole Texans offense in. Yeah, there was so. From rounds five to 10. Yeah, five, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just making sure you get them early so yeah. that they're not sniped away from you. It was weird because I felt like I, I thought more about my picks with best ball than I do with my redraft. I feel like quite confident in redraft if do I want somebody that's a boom or bust or a ceiling where it, uh, or a high floor whereas this it was I need to pick the best person for the ceiling and I, te- I took a few chances because I've got quite a lot of rookies in there so go on then give us some of your best picks that you're proud of my best picks were the two that I didn't actually make so I basically got asked to join after basically trying to work my magic on the pod and after begging his way in yeah after begging yes, my way let's in let's get so, to the point yeah let's so, call it what it is yeah so some someone sadly couldn't do the draft for whatever reason so I took their place um, and it went on to auto draft for the first two picks the first two picks were Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase so we were both or oh, we, we spoke about them probably for 10 minutes last week so the two itself a wide receiver then yeah the, did that, you draft any other wide receivers after that <laughs> like, I, just leave I, it as them I, two yeah, I am done yeah. so I didn't actually draft a wide receiver until round 9 after that those two are they're the obvious ones I've got Miles Sanders um, which I've mentioned before on the pod I'm really high on Miles Sanders this year as well as a couple of other running backs so I got him in round 8 I really like that pick one of my mid well literally the mid round pick was McKinnon from the Chiefs it was it was a high ceiling kind of pick like that's why I went with him and then my last one I have to mention a Texan so I will mention a Texan my last pick that I'm going to go with was my very last pick and it was Xavier Hutchinson who I've heard like really good things out coming out of Houston that he's really impressive good red zone target and I thought it's worth taking a punt when it's round 32 on someone like that so definitely yeah i i i have to say though i did really enjoy it wish it was a little bit quicker but yeah, yeah. I, I i have to say and ian's finished quicker than a lot quicker than ours did i have to say i thought the whole i mean because it's early in the season See, that... when you said ian's finished quicker i thought <laughs> you've been talking to Suze, haven't you? <laughs> not not recently but, but it has been said about you I thought the 12-hour pick thing was going to be like, right, we've got loads of time. We're starting mid-July. This is, you know, loads of time before the start of the season. It's not going to be... But you do get to a certain point where you're like, come on, I want to, I want to pick again. And I was lucky. I was at eight, so I was right at the end. Like, I made two picks, and then I could forget about it for a get But there was one point, I think I made two picks in a day, and, and it just didn't get back. Like, I woke up the next day, and it still wasn't back round to me. When you're going on for 32 rounds, I think, if, I think had it been 15 rounds of 12 hours... I wouldn't have been as bothered about that because it's like every pick seems more important but once you get to the mid-20s you're like I just want to pick we're, yeah, we're all taking dart shots anyway I think so. maybe next year if it gets to the, like, the mid-20s I might just set it to auto draft and turn you, notifications off you can queue it can't you yeah queue some players up yeah queuing queuing's a good idea that yeah. was another one I, I did do that a couple of times I, I, when I had the time I see you're trying to fit this in around work and everything else when I had the time I was looking. When you're trying to fit this eight-hour pick in around work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a busy man, mate. When I had the time, I went on and I queued a few, so that when it got to me, if it was like working or was in the middle of something, and you don't realise you've been on the clock for two hours, and then suddenly you feel this pressure to make a pick quickly, I was like, I'd already sort of lined up the ones I wanted. So, back with the queue, actually, because I don't, I never use the queue in 
fantasy football. No, never, never have and never will. Never. But it actually came in useful for once. I, have, I think I've once ever set a draft priority order and yeah. just completely ignored it on the night. So I was like, well, I'm never, never doing that again. Ian, picks that you're particularly proud of? Yeah, I got Mixon in the seventh. Nice. Before before he'd agreed his new contract, so it was a gamble uh, at the well, time, which was paid thing. off. Uh, Christian Kirk in the 11th. Did you take Chase Brown as well? I did take Chase Brown as yeah. well as insurance. I took Christian Kirk in the 11th. I think if Ridley doesn't Could be good. Yeah. If Ridley doesn't show out, I be able to think he's going to show out or you know, picks up an injury after all that time off. Christian Kirk's next man up. Yeah. And Jameson Williams in the 16th. Yeah, I got Jameson Williams in the 16th as well, which I was kind of happy with. But yeah. yeah, I think after his, you know, after his, after his first six weeks. I, I had to mention a Texan, that's why. I didn't put him in, but he was in consideration for that. Yeah. And, yet, and yet you've still put him in. Yeah. Well done, H. <laughs> yeah. I, it's an honourable mention. Honourable mentions are back. So I was reasonably proud of uh, my Richardson pick in the sixth round. I was like, I need him. I need him in one one fantasy football league or another, and I just don't feel like I'm going to get him. So in you put him other. in the one that you can't change. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get him. He could be a game changer at the end. So um, just to confirm, there was one Colt, one Texan, and. <laughs> one Bengal in our yeah, honourable mentions of course I took Madison in the ninth. I was happy with that Hollywood in the 10th Zay Flowers in the 18th who I'm hearing some amazing things around uh, at training camp and Tyler Conklin in the 26th which is the only reason I mention it is that was a proper what I call a social media pick in that I'd seen a couple of Rogers to Conklin comments on Twitter from people who are watching it and I was like fully into that pre-season high yeah fully into that he's probably not going to catch a ball all year but it was uh, it was the situation where I had a couple of tight ends and I took some decent ones and I was just like and I still need a third or fourth one I think he was a fourth the fourth tight end I took I still felt like I needed a fourth one is he going to be the guy when CJ Uzama comes back well probably not but I was like I just need, I need at that point there wasn't a lot left on the board so I needed someone the only other thing and I haven't told you to do this is I actually made 33 picks I got to my 31st and 32nd pick and I was busy at work and I was in the middle of something and I picked Naeem Hines <laughs> literally an hour <laughs> after the news had broke because I didn't bother checking anything. I was just like, oh, he'll be a good shout. And then the good people at the JTT, JTT Cup noticed it, said, it's obvious that you haven't seen the news. We'll give you half an hour to re- re-pick that and took it out no for me. So I, 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 I would like to thank them. I will be donating a little bit of extra money to make up for that. <laughs> um, Who did you take instead? Bear with me and I will let you know. But I was like, Naeem Hines, he's bound to have a good game at some point. And then and somebody else commented saying, I bet you've, you've clearly not seen the news. And I was like, what news? <laughs> and then a, a very swift Google later, I realised what a daft pick that was, even in the 31st round. Well, the I ended up taking uh, Puka Nakua instead. I got him as well. In uh, in round 31. So he's just slapping us with <laughs> all of his picks, even though you've had your turn. I've had yeah. my moment. Quite a lot of rookies towards the end, actually. When I look at it, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a bit of an H now. I have got Juice Vaughan, Michael Wilson, and Puka Nakua all in the last few rounds. One of them might hit. I did take Chase Brown, which I think I might have messaged you about eating at the time. So today we're talking tight ends. Well, I think one last shout out to the JTT Cup. Brilliant. A lot of effort's gone into that. I think yeah. now they've pretty much finished all of the drafts. I think a few of them went on longer than even we did. It a was big, hard. A big. I think last day I saw, I think it was just two leagues drafted. It took, it takes some organising that. Yeah. And I mean, they've got, I mean, Ian mentioned he's already signed up for next year. No, you've mentioned you've just signed up for next year, H. I will be signing up for next year. They want more people in next year. 
and I think the it's just going to get more and more difficult to organise. So fair play to them, but if they're making a lot of money for that charity. So yeah. well, well done, guys. Again, yeah, well done, boys. So awesome. we're gonna, we're going to go through tight ends. We will um, run through the top ten to fifteen, and then I will quickly flick through the rest because I think in eight team leagues we shouldn't be talking too much detail about the twenty first and twenty second tight end in ADP, and then we'll go through our top ten. By lists. that logic, we shouldn't be talking past. 10 really we should, yeah we shouldn't really but I'm sure there's a few in there that we, we all want to have a, a little bit of a comment on number one Travis Kelsey is no surprise he's number one he's always number one the one question the one thing I will ask you about he's Travis he's not always Ke- number one Mark Andrews was number one the other year I, I, in terms of ADP I think he's always number oh, one okay, it's the first enough. one off the board and Mark Andrews did finish his one a few years ago the one question I would ask you on, on Kelsey because I don't think we need to I don't think when we get to our list we're all going to have Kelsey at one I don't think there's going to be much debate about that and I could be wrong and we'll find out later but I don't think there's any debate that he is the number one on the board the question I would ask you is he's going really high in terms of overall ADPs every list I look at he's somewhere between five and eight which is firmly in the first round no matter how big your league is and that feels a little bit high for me to put that into context our first redraft league I am picking six overall and I'm really, really struggling with it because I feel like the top four, but we've talked about it on the last episode, the top four players kind of pick themselves for me and if they don't go top four, they're going to go in five. So at six, every time I'm stuck with this mix between Tyreek Hill, who we touched on in the last episode, not a massive <laughs> fan of, Cooper Cup, who again we touched on, I'm not sure about, although he's the one I'm kind of leaning towards, and Travis Kelsey. And I don't disagree with them being the next three, don't really feel confident starting my team with any one of those three. This is this is purely because he, has, he only has that value because of how hard it is to score points at the tight end position. If you plug if you plug Kelsey's points, three hundred and sixteen points last year. If you were to put Kelsey in the wide receiver rankings, he'd have finished as the number five receiver last year. Yeah, he's huge. Which is why he's so high. He's over a hundred points higher than the next tight end which is Hawkinson with 215 from last year yeah. which is why he's going so high you, you, you draft him put him in your team every week and you forget about him because if you miss out on someone someone like that it's likely by week 7 or 8 you're streaming tight ends then and, and I, you, I, pick, I, you probably picked Gerald Everett in a panic and now you don't like him and you're just picking up a different you pick a different tight end every week now and I see that and it's the same thing that I always have with this. We had the same conversation about someone else. It might have been Cooper Cup or one of the running backs. That he's thirty-three. Got to get him sometime, hasn't it? Age, age catches up with all of us. But yeah, it was, and it, it was Derek Henry. Yeah, he's got to get him sometime. Is, it, is this the year though? Do you want to? Do you want to be left in the middle of the year going? Yep, this is the year he's fallen up because he has. He's that good. You're right. It was Derek Henry, and it's now I've remembered. It's the same thing where I can't. It's not going to be a gradual decline. He did. He he caught 110 passes last year, which is incredible for a tight end. Just uh, just over 1300 yards and 12 touchdowns. I can't foresee a year where Kelsey goes 85 catches for 950 yards and eight touchdowns. Like that's he's not just going to be. Well, he was not quite as good as he was last year, but still as good as all of the other tight ends. He's either going to be elite again. Or he's gonna, he's either gonna get injured, or it's gonna fall off a cliff. I don't think he'll have a year like that. Uh, I think he'll play this year, be what he did last year, and retire. With Kelsey, 
of the Titans is the only one that I'm considering in the top four or five rounds. And it's four just... Four or five? Four or five if rounds. you get Kelsey in the fifth, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You can, well, no you're not, you're not no, considering no, him in no. rounds two to five. If you get him in the fourth, it's a miracle. No, as in... in the second, as, it's a miracle. No, as in, if, if, if I'm in... Like the fifth round. Uh, ridiculous statement of the week. We've got our no, first one. It's not. It's not. If you actually listen to my point, if I'm going to draft a tight end in the top five rounds. Do you want to start this part again? No. <laughs> if I'm going to draft a tight end in the first five rounds, the only one that I would even consider, and I know he's not going to fall to even the third round, but the only one that I would consider is Kelsey because would, so his would... value in fantasy football is like having. An elite wide receiver. If you're in my shoes, your sixth sixth pick overall, if he falls. Let's say the top four are McCaffrey, Eckler, Jefferson, Chase in some order, and then Cooper Cup goes at five. <laughs> are you taking him at six? No. So I'm... you're not taking him at all in the top five rounds. Not that's the top that's, five picks. Yeah, but he's not. Five no, but he's not gonna. But that's my I, point. Is I if would... you're not taking him there, you're not taking him, are you? Because he's not gonna. It if depends. he comes around to the second round, he's gone. He's going to he, go. Especially knowing who we're drafting with. Yeah, if it was so your second round pick, then yeah, I would. It's not going to go. Not gonna, I'm not going to get him second I, round. Travis Kelsey is the only one from my redraft strategy, and I'm giving a little bit away here, but he's the only one that I would consider in the top few rounds. The, the, I know. Yeah, you I, said that. My question that, is, how? when are you taking him? How low does he have to drop for you to take him? You're not taking him at six. You just said that. I, I'd probably, I'd take him. I'd consider him at six, but with the options you gave me, there's someone that I'm higher on. If it was seven, then yeah, I'd, I'd be taking him eight. Probably, I'd take him as right, well. Right. Okay. But so you would take him with, back end of the first. Would you, Ian? Would you take him back end of the first? Yeah, I'd take him at six. Yeah. I, I'm I'd just, take him at six. Yeah. From the options you gave me, there's a player that I'm. We're gonna have this conversation. On. He's gonna go at five, and <laughs> I'm not even gonna get the chance yeah. to pick him oh, at yeah, six. That's true, yeah. So Kelsey's number one, and well, I, think I think that's. I think Kelsey's stock has also risen with Tony getting injured again. But this like, is it. So, I Tony getting got, injured equals. He's got the more team. targets for Kelsey. He's got the team. Like the, the thing with Kelsey, and this is the reason he's so high for me, is he's got the team. He's got the quarterback. He's got the coordinators. He's got everything going for him. He's proven he, he can do it. He's proven he can stay healthy as well. The only question is, at what point does it fall off? Is age going to be a factor this year? Or are we just getting one, like say, are we getting one more year and we're going to sit here having the same conversation next year? Well, I'm, I'm personally hoping we don't get another year out of it because <laughs> as good as he is, I just can't stand the guy. Let's not call let's that the Kelsey start, let's, start, let's start that, rival, that rivalry just, with their pod is going to get going like, at some you point. You guys had it last week, you know, with Tyreek Hill. You don't like, like C.D. Lamb. I cannot stand Travis Kelsey. Yeah, the thing, Kelsey-wise, I don't see him having that drop-off. I think he's just going to say he's going to drop off. I'm saying it's a big worry of mine yeah. for drafting well, you, him. You just, Which is you why just he's a pretty like safe players. bet in the fourth or fifth round. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not. It's, that's that you can just leave him. Right. If you just leave him and let me right. take him in the that fifth. That is not it's what... It's all right. I'm going to move this on. I'm going to move this on. That is not what I, what you I can, was meant. You can make the comments on Spotify. No, after. that is not what I meant. Right. We know. We know. We're winding you up. Mark Andrews is number two. Not a great year last year, but still finished as a, as tight end four, which shows you how bad the tight end situation was last year. And I suppose my point made, you know, the the guy who won our redraft league in terms of 
finished number one going into the playoffs had Travis Kelsey and I just wonder how much of that made a difference because as you pointed out he finished 100 points better off than anybody else that, that's, yeah. that if it's the same thing again that's a significant advantage so Andrews, Andrews is at two I think I think he's a very clear number two Mark Andrews yeah I agree you've got Kelsey who's a very clear number one Mark Andrews is a very very clear number two obviously down year last year Lamar was injured but if you have a down year and still, I mean, obviously we talked about so it, down you, year and you, you know, you still I don't like. Obviously, Kelsey was way, way ahead as number one. But it's a down year. If you finish, you have a down year and finish as number four, you're still averaging over twelve and a half points a game. It's yeah. not that bad from the, the tight end position. But then, like it? the year before, we scored over three hundred points and was tight end one. Yeah. So he's still a very clear. Number and he's two. got, he's got the potential. Yeah. Matt, the it, the only thing for me on this argument is the person who is coming in at ADP four finished higher. With, than him last year and had the same amount of games played and there's only one yeah, one year a, difference. He had, a, he had a bad year. He had a bad year. He had a terrible year for, for what we expect. We're still talking Andrews. Both. Yeah. Both. But I think what Ian Ian's point is he's shown that he can do it previously and I th- and I agree with Ian. I agree with Ian in that he's the clear number two because he's the only one who could potentially finish number one outside of Kelsey. Injuries yeah. and everything aside, if they both play 17 games, the only one who could finish above Kelsey is Mark Andrews. Be. The if Lamar stays fit. Yeah, the others, uh, Yeah, that's what I mean. If everyone stays fit and everyone's fine, the only one who can st- who can break it is, is, for me, is Mark Andrews. Yeah. At three is TJ Hawkinson, obviously moved mid-season last year from the Lions to the Vikings. Didn't make much of a difference, continued to score points, but he scores them to a certain degree. He's even more boom and bust than the next guy we're going to talk about of four, like Hawkinson Fields having owned him I like Hawkinson and we touched about, touched on in the wide receiver uh, episode about him being a bit of a red zone target for, for Cousins just very boom or bust when, you, when you've when you got him he feels very boom or bust I'm okay with Hawkinson like I just said Mark Andrews was standout number two I think Hawkinson is standout number three I and then you've got one two and three they're very clearly defined and then everyone else is fungible I really like Hawkinson because of his red zone targets I feel like he gets a lot more and now that Thielen has gone as well I feel like he'll he may be the go-to in the red zone for the the wonderful great Kirk Cousins this year I like Hawkinson I agree he is tight end three there's no yep. disagreement so he scored he got 86 receptions for 914 yards and six touchdowns which I think there's some room for him to grow that I think you know he, he needs to be and we talked about the Vikings potentially even throwing it a little bit more than they did last year, chasing games a little bit. I think his touchdowns, if he could get to double-figure touchdowns, then maybe maybe he challenges that top two at some point. But he averaged, his points per game was over 12.5, but in seven games last year he didn't make it to double figures, and it was propped up by a 39.9 game in Week 4 against Seattle and 35.9 in Week 16 against the Giants. Like he's got He's got big games in him. But, yeah, yeah. but you will have to pour with some of those low. But I, but I think. But I think that I think this year he is a he's better than last year in terms of he's now become a reliable target for Cousins. To the fact that the Vikings have been able to let Thielen go, knowing that let's say Addison isn't what they expect him to be, or he's not quite at the standard that he needs to be for a wide receiver too. Kirk Cousins still has that number two sort of target. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's the counterpoint to that is, is if Addison's as good as everybody thinks he is, yeah, 
he's then as good of, as I think he is, or yeah. as good as Ian thinks he is. But, he's in, and you if you then throw KJ Osborne yeah. into that a little bit, yeah, yeah, he's one of potentially four. He's probably third out of the four in terms of targets and. But well, he's this, so is, this, this is this is why he's probably more he's probably more reliable. I, than I, don't, I can't see Hawkinson challenging Andrews or Kelsey at all this year. I think no. in, in at the Chiefs and at the Ravens, Kelsey and Andrews are receiver one. Yeah, you, Hawkinson's I, doing it behind Jefferson. He might be doing it behind Addison this year. Wasn't that I was not, trying to he's make? He's not going to get the looks. Yeah. to make him break into the top two. No. But I do think he's got number three nailed down. Yeah, it wasn't that I was making a case for him to be ADP two. Um, like like we've said there, it Kelsey one, Andrews two, Hawkinson three. What I was trying to sort of get is, I believe his stats are going to be slightly better this year. So I think he's the solid three. Kittle's at four, finished three last year. So that the top four are all still, you know, the top four who finished last year are the top four in ADP this year, just in slightly different order. 60 catches, 795 yards for 11 touchdowns. Agree with that? Top four, top four? Yeah. No. I know, I know you've got an issue with how much he sees the ball. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's just too many miles to feed at the Niners. Granted, he scored 11 touchdowns, but look at his receptions compared to the other top four. You know, Kelsey with 110, Andrews with 73, Hawkinson with 86. Kill only got 60 receptions on the year. Yeah, he's a massive red zone target, but. He's not what, gonna. He's not gonna have the big plays that Ian that made about that. I, oh, I I'd hate him to be a red zone target. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Yeah, but imagine that doesn't happen for him this year. Where's his value? I think he's he's a little bit like Hawkinson in the and a lot of these Titans are like the you know you're not scoring major points, so you're going to be a bit more boom and bust. There's only really Kelsey and Andrews when he has a good year that you can rely on week in week out. But the one thing I would say that goes in Kittle's favour a little bit. And this all depends. When I say it goes in his favour, it depends on who the quarterback is. So he finished the season a lot stronger than he started it last year. And the last four games, he was 25, 30, 12, 18. And with Brock Purdy... Is that quarter, without Purdy? No, that's with Purdy. With Purdy. So with Purdy, he he, shoot, he showed with Purdy that there's a connection there. If, if Purdy wins a job, and I don't... I mean, we've talked about it before. I think they're out on Lance. Other people think that they might be getting, giving Lance another try. If, if Purdy's... If Purdy's the starting quarterback for week one and he's fit and he's ready, I think I think Kittle's go still going to get the lo- the looks because he he knows he's got that chemistry with him. Also, at the start of the year, Kittle was injured for a little bit, or he he was only he's, able to. That's, do but that's an argument against him. He's always injured, isn't he? So. What happens at the Niners if Arnold starts the first week, balls out? Has he got the job for the rest of the season? Uh, and then they just stuck with Purdy and Trey Lance? I don't, I don't know. Let's not talk. What happens in that scenario? I don't know. Let's I think you'll just see Kyle Shanahan on the sidelines. Sam Darnold look. goes out and puts out puts up 50 points against whoever they play in week one. You'll just see Kyle Shanahan on the sideline going, well, obviously I wanted this to happen, but now I've got... This no, is terrible news. I've created a proper problem. <laughs> just going three middle-of-the-road quarterbacks at best, you probably can't, below you, average You can't then drop Sam Darnold after putting 50 no. up on someone. Just, so what happens he'll, then? He'll mess go, it up for himself in week two or three, though. Just go start in, seeing ghosts again. Go, go into college mode of it, of just playing like three quarterbacks, rotate them, one play, swap the quarterback over, just do it that way. Double QB it. Yeah. I, I think from, from tight end five, this is where it starts getting interesting. I think we, we, to a certain extent, we this can. This is where they all start of, to become fungible. The, we, yeah, we, we can. That's the second time you use that word. Getting in. <laughs> Do you need to explain what it means or are you just going to just no, gonna no, leave it out there? No. Someone out there will know what it means. You can um, Google it. 
I think the top four, I think we'll all agree. I don't know, we haven't seen each other's list, but I think we'll all agree that the top four are either the top four or definitely in the top five or six. The interesting thing is what comes below that. I was very surprised to see that Darren Waller is at ADP5. Yeah, I'm not having having that at all. Doesn't feel like he's had a great year. It feels like that whole New York, uh, hasn't had a good year for a while. The whole New York Giants thing and potential for Daniel Jones and everything is just bumping him up. And I don't know whether it's just bumping him up on the basis that he has proven in the past that he's capable of having a good year. And quite a lot of the ones below him haven't really done that. So therefore, let's just stick him in there on the hope that he does it again. Because I haven't seen anything from Darren Waller recently to suggest that he's going to go to the Giants and suddenly become the second coming of Mark Andrews. I think, well, I think what's bumping his ADP up is the fact that he's going to go there and like Mark Andrews and Kelsey, he's receiver one. I would agree with that. It's just not a massive passing, or at least it wasn't a massive passing offense last year, was it? Like they're relying on Barkley. What do we, we? We've already had this conversation about Daniel Jones. He threw for fifteen touchdowns. He's going to need to throw for more than fifteen touchdowns if Waller's going to get a share, a, a decent enough share of that. Yeah, but that's the point of bringing Waller in. Yeah, maybe. I, I get why he's so high. I'm just not buying it. No, and a lot. I like a lot of these other tight ends. Yeah, staying healthy and staying on the field has been an issue for him. So. Yeah. When it comes to my top ten, you'll realise how far away from Darren Waller uh, I am. I am just not. Is in he it. in your top ten? He's not even. He's close. not in the top ten. We'll look forward to that. Yeah. Um, at six is the uh, trap that I fell into last year at Kyle Pitts. I am nowhere near him this year, and so he's probably going to go off in a big way. Yeah, I'm, I'm just about to say that I am. I'm in on Pitts this year. I can't see it. I'll tell you why he's going to have a better year than he did last year. Well, he'll probably have a better year than he had last year, but that's not hard. He didn't set the bar very high. Well, that's true, but I think it's all down to Desmond Ritter. If you look at look at Kyle Pitts in his rookie year with a quarterback that was able to throw a ball, how good was Pitts? Very. He was good for a rookie, yeah. Yeah. The next year with a quarterback that couldn't throw a ball, how good was Pitts? Not great. Okay, so how good is Desmond? How good is Desmond Ridder at throwing a ball? We don't know that yet in the NFL. We don't know. We don't but, know. But if you if you look at that, it's still a gamble. I know. We all we all about Arthur Smith not running. Not it's running still a gamble, offenses. though, isn't it? So when he had Matt Ryan, it was a passing offense for for Pitts at least. So it's, it's so right, let, if Desmond Ridder can somewhat throw a ball, Pitts is relevant again. Let Let me just go to you to what you two were saying earlier, though. Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews are wide receiver one. Is Kyle Pitts not wide receiver one there? Granted, they've got Drake London. Kyle Pitts coming out of college. Kyle, Kyle Pitts has been in the same team for two years and scored three touchdowns in two years, not per year, in yeah. total. That would suggest that he's not the wide receiver one, or either that, or they don't have a wide receiver one. They just have running backs, but and he, that is ridiculous. He only played in 10, 10 games last year due to injury. I know you're out on him, and I it's I can not, understand it's that, that you're I'm out, out on him. I just what? can't see. I mean, I'm obviously out on him because he burnt me last year. I'm not, going, I'm not got him at six, and I'm not going. I'm not going to make that mistake again. I've not got him at six. I'm not either. out on him, but I've not got him at six. I, th- there's a few Titans lower that I'm more inclined to pick over him but if he falls to me I'm taking him in the fourth or tenth <laughs> I mean I know he missed he missed just saying tenth just he missed so, so you don't I've given away too much of me draft strategy he missed already. seven games last year but he had 28 receptions in 10 games 
I'm no math genius, but that's less than three receptions per game. But that, that's For 356 good. yards and two touchdowns. With Mariota. Look at Mariota. We need, we Mariota need, to, understand, we need to understand what Ridder's going to be. Yeah, Mariota rushed more than he threw in games. Yeah, but and, and but at the same time, like you've spent all summer telling us how high you are on Bijan Robinson. Maybe Bijan Robinson ends up as the wide receiver one because he can catch the ball. Could potentially, yeah. And you've I, got Drake London there as well. I'm, I'm going to end up being completely wrong because Kyle, Kyle Pitts is quite clearly... You are nailed on drafting Kyle Pitts. No, yeah. Kyle Pitts is quite clearly an immense talent and is going to break out at some point. He's like, just in the wrong team. I cannot, I cannot see... I mean, he's what is he, 22 years old? He's still young. He, he, I cannot see him getting to 28 and where we haven't had a massive Kyle Pitts season. He's going to break out. It might be this year, it might be next year. And at some point, I'm going to be wrong. What do you reckon, but, what do you reckon he ends up at the Chiefs to replace Kelsey? But, possibly. But, uh, Your he, question he, was, though, am I out on him? The question, <laughs> the answer to that is no, I'm not. No, but the, the whole point of the podcast is we discuss it. And I'm just like, Ian makes a good point. The quarterback's different. But had he gone, let's say he'd moved, or let's say they'd brought your mate Derek Carr in, I can suddenly start seeing Oh, like, he's a top, top Derek two. Carr, Derek Carr has, has, has provided a top tight end season for Darren Waller a couple of years ago Derek Carr has proven he can throw for 30 touchdowns a year Derek Carr has proven he can put up a certain amount of yards like we're bringing in a what is effect, essentially a rookie quarterback because he hasn't played he played in, like four games last year was in, in it? the NFL he's, like, he's, he's barely a second year quarterback with a coaching system that wants to run the ball more when you've just drafted a, the, one of the best running backs to come out of college in years at number 8 overall and tell me that Ky- this is all going to lead to Kyle Pitts having a really good year I, I don't think he's ADP 6 but if you're asking me am I out on him no I'm not I, is, he in I, your, is he in your top 8 I know we're jumping ahead to I know we need, we need a top 10 so I'm asking <laughs> who's in your top 8 it's a bit niche no, I just wouldn't, no, the not... only reason to say top 8 is because he's not in the top 8 Right, he's not in my top eight. No, he's not in my top eight either. But he is in my top ten. Yeah, agreed. You're taking well, him as... So, I'm not, I'm not out on him. I am also not in. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm, but I'm on not, that point, you're not drafting him and I'm not drafting him because he isn't falling to he isn't falling far enough for you to get to your second, potentially get to your second tight end. I, I think with Pitt that... So we are he, out on him on I'm, that basis. I'm not. On that basis, with, with me with Pitts, out of the tight ends in my top ten, he's probably the most boom or bust for the whole season. But I'm probably more in on him, even after last year. I think he will be better, uh, more towards his rookie year, if not a little bit better than his rookie year this okay. year. Okay. To move it on, I know you've said positive things about this guy. So, are you taking him over number seven, Dallas Goddard? No. That's, it's Can't believe a, that was even a question. Yeah. H is fully in on Dallas Goddard. I I do really like Dallas Goddard. H will pass over any of the top six. And he's happy. I reckon you are happy to take Goddard as your tight end one. Yeah, 100% I am. And just wait. Yeah, 100% I am. So Dallas Goddard played 12 games last year. 55 catches, 702 for three touchdowns. I was surprised that the touchdown level seems a little bit low for him. 700 yards though. 700 yards is your tight end. That's fine. Yes, it's not Kelsey numbers. In 12 games last year, he was only, what, he, he surpassed Kyle Pitts and Darren Waller combined, nearly. My maths isn't great. No, just uh, just just un- under 
Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts combined last year. Yeah. Why would I not pick that? So are you are you all in on Dallas Goddard and the fact that you think he can repeat that, or do you see him going? Do you see him getting more than that? I think that's his floor. I think his ceiling's going to be higher. If he offer, if he's going to offer me that this year, that means that yeah, it's a great season again. I think he'll say, be better this you year. Say because... it's his, you say it's his floor. In, he's going into his sixth season in the league, and he's never finished top nine. But he with his tenth once. Th- this was his first year where he didn't have Zacherts for a full year, so he wasn't tight end two, almost. Well, that 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 I would argue that that's and if he still finishes. I mean, and he, he only but played he was, twelve. He, he only he played twelve games. So yeah, he went on to IR yeah. for five weeks. I, I just, you, I expected. I, I think, I, I think, considering how good the Eagles were, I expected to see. I would have expected to see more out of him to make me want. Because I think we talked about it on the wide receiver show in that I can see the Eagles moving backwards, and if he move, if they move backwards, I think everybody feels the effect of that. I think we've got it. Like. If the Eagles do come back a little bit, it's weird, but I see Goddard's receptions going up because there's going to be slightly more dump offs. I can't argue with that. Um, like, because <laughs> it makes no sense. No, so, it, 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 so, I feel like I'm hitting my head against yeah, the wall. I just, I just don't think because of the way that Jalen Hurts runs the ball, Goddard doesn't have the red zone value that other Titans would have. No. Yeah, three touchdowns seems low considering the team he was in last year. And I know he only played twelve, 12 games, games. Yeah, but I mean, even if you if you even if you made that five, he played the whole season and made it five. It just it feel, it still feels low. And I think you you make a really good point in that it's maybe Jalen Hurts is taking them away because once they're within five yards, they're just they're handing it off to Swift or Hurts is taking it himself. They are not throwing that. You know. No, not really. Well, no, but but on 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 the flip side, you know, he averaged eleven point seven points per game. Yeah. You know, if you get if you get that from your tight end, you're happy with that. That's top five based last year, so I think I think you're right, and I I, I get your point. Technically H. not, because Zach Ertz averaged twelve twelve points <laughs> And I, I get your point, H. He's got the potential to be higher than seven. I just it feels like one of those picks where the tight end seven, he could end up the year tight end four or five. Is that really the sort of value I'm looking for, or am I really looking for somebody who's tight end 10 or 11 who could end up as as the sort of 4 or 5 if one of the top 4 goes down but I'll flip it this way then Evan Ingram last year who's now 9 so there's another one in between these two had 60 less uh, 60 more yards in 5 more games but everyone says Evan Ingram had a great year last year same amount of touchdowns oh, sorry yeah. what, one more touchdown granted a few more receptions in there but everyone was saying Evan Ingram last year was a brilliant tight end to have in fantasy football. Dallas Goddard has done near, near enough the same as him with five games less. Well, and that's he, a bad he hasn't. Year. He hasn't because he's got he's eighteen catches down and a, and a touchdown and a touchdown which adds which adds up. But I get the, the five game on on the on However, a, Evan, Evan on Ingram a, did all of that basically in a four week span. The thing we've had last the, season, he the, did it from week thirteen to sixteen. If we were putting them two, and Ingram's at nine, and we'll get to whoever's at eight in a minute. But if it was between them two, it depends on how, how much how much they fall. The only the only reason I would trust Ingram slightly more is I feel like Trevor Lawrence is going. Trevor Lawrence looked like he made a, took a step last year. I think we've all agreed that there's a potential that Trevor Lawrence could take another step. 
I don't think Jalen Hurts has got any more steps to take. I think he is what he is. And if he stays at that level, everybody, especially the Eagles fans and everybody drafts him, is going to be happy with Jalen Hurts. He's just never going to provide, I don't think, the level of quarterback that would make Dallas got it a top three or four. Yeah. Are you, are you with, with, with Ingram, that? from weeks 13 to 16, he averaged 21 and a half points. And then well, from week 16 onwards, the Jags started resting players, didn't they? 21 and a half points. Yeah, pretty in, impressive. In, in four weeks, he averaged 21 and a half yeah. points. And again, it's a recency bias. We, you so, say that's why everyone's saying Ingram's because that's what everyone remembers. Yeah. Everyone remembers the last four clicking, weeks. That's when Ingram came to the four. Also, that's why everyone's in on Ingram and. Just, just on your point there with Trevor Lawrence taking that step up, they've also brought in Calvin Ridley. Now, I know we're not high on him from that point of view, but Calvin Ridley coming yeah. in, that's another target for Trevor Lawrence to target. Yeah, yeah but I, I just think he, he's going so on, on to go back to the ones Kittle, he trusts to, yeah. at least to start the season. Like it's going to take a while to build up with Calvin Ridley. And I think Christian Kirk's more likely to see the the downside of Calvin Ridley coming in than, than Evan Ingram. But on Ian's point with Kittle, there's too many mouths to feed now. However, there is a difference between the talent at the Niners and the talent at the Jacks. You're saying Debo Samuel's slightly better than Christian Kirk? Slightly. <laughs> and, you know, according to you guys, he's better than also Calvin Ridley, who you're not in on at all. Yep. It's, and then it's the running backs... Only because of the zero. Well, the running backs, like McCaffrey... Is slightly better than ETN, I suppose. Sli- slightly. Just a bit. So, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. close. So, just to recap. Everyone has players. Yeah, just to recap, we've got Pitts at six, got it at seven. We've already talked about Ingram at nine, which means we've missed David Njoku at eight, who's been um, up and down, I would say, through his career. He definitely showed bits last year, but I think for him to, for him to be a top eight tight end, you are relying on Sean Watson being better than he was and we've already had this conversation over the last few weeks it's a big gamble but I suppose when you're at when you're at eight maybe it's low enough down that you can take that gamble Njoku has really had one really good fantasy year and that was this year or the year just gone the positive is Deshaun Watson loves going to Titans in the red zone but they did also pick up Deshaun Watson's favourite target from his time in Texans yeah so it's just one of them. Just quickly on this, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Njoku, but I see Goddard and Joku and Ingram. I, I, I think the top the top four are the top four. Waller, I think, is in a really odd place, and I would actually include him with the three that we're talking about. Pitts is a complete unknown, and I think Pitts is just not on my radar because somebody will believe in him more than I do before he ever gets to me drafting him. But out of those three, Goddard and Joku and Ingram, it's touching on your top tens a little bit. If if those if you're at the you're on the board and you need a tight end and those three are all next, who are you leaning towards? Ingram. Got it. Okay. What about you? I I I'm Ingram because I think Ingram because of the that little run that he went on last year. That's what you're looking for. I'm looking for something that you go, actually if we extrapolate that out over a season, can he do it? He's never gonna get to those sort of levels across the season, but if he has a little run like that, that's that could be enough to win me a couple of weeks that I need. And if he does it at the right yeah, especially time, especially weeks thirteen to sixteen. Yeah, if he does it at the right time, it might finish the season strong. Might win me a championship. At ten is Juwan Johnson, and obviously we're talking eight team leagues. So you're now talking, you know, you set potentially your second tight end. Juwan Johnson finished tight end fifteen last year. We're not talking major numbers, but he did have seven touchdowns. Any thoughts on Juwan Johnson? Great quarterback. 
Um, <laughs> I thought you were implying that Juwan Johnson was a really good quarterback <laughs> then, and it took me a second yeah. to be like, so you're did, about Derek Carr. So did I for a second. <laughs> Actually, before we do, could we just? Well, we're just going to. Sorry, I'm I'm taking this all over the place. We're just going to go back to Njoku, who, when we were going through these stats, has got one of my favourite stats in that he he had minus eight rushing yards last year, which I don't think is that all in one play. I'm assuming I'm, screen, I'm assuming that was a play that really went wrong, and I didn't have time <laughs> to sort of Google it to try and find it. I can't imagine it's been shared that many times on YouTube no. as one of the Browns' favourite plays of last year. But that screams screen or something like that H as you say uh, that's gone completely wrong and he's ended up with minus 8 which I've not seen on any stat line for a while so he <laughs> did enjoy that yeah Juwan Johnson at 10 Dalton Schultz at 11 Gerald Everett at 12 any comments from any of them before we get further down the list the the only one for me is H Schultz. will want to talk about Dalton Schultz <laughs> yeah um, only because I actually think he could be the Texas wide receiver one this year purely because we we're Ahead of all sure. those wide receivers you drafted in our dynasty know, league, yeah. that seems odd, mate. Seems yeah, like an I, odd strategy. It, I agree. I think Schultz could have a good year this year. Yeah. I think, you know, quality and experience, lack of other receivers, he could be the prime target for Stroud. He's proven he's proven he's a good tight end as well. Yeah, he's a reliable he's, tight. End. He's solid. I think he. I think he's going to yeah. bail Stroud out a lot this year. Yeah. He's the sort. He's the sort of tight end that. If you ended up, we we obviously talked in depth about Kelsey at the top. If you went, if you went for someone like Kittle, who you know you're only going to get twelve or thirteen games out of, because at some point he's going to be injured. Schultz is the sort of player that I'd be quite happy, maybe taking in one of the last rounds of my draft yeah. to bring in for those three or four games. Where, like, I don't want him as my tight end one for the whole season. No. But I'd be quite happy to kind of go right. Well, Kittle's out, so I'll just plug Schultz in as opposed to going through the waiver wire. And I feel like if you if you draft Kittle, you've got to be prepared to potentially take another tight end later on because... I think I'd be alright with Schultz as my tight end one this year. I wouldn't have been last year because of the talent around him. I don't know. But when he, yeah, when he went yeah. to the Cowboys last year, you know, Dak, Dak, had, Dak had plenty of other options. Yeah. I think at the, at the Texans this year, I, I, I'd be happy with Schultz as my number one this year. This kind of goes to what I was saying when, when we were recapping the dynasty is... It's, it's one one of them has to be wide receiver one. So whether it's Nico Collins, John Metchie, or Dalton Schultz, one of them. But has there's to no, be. there's there's also no guarantee, guarantee for the level. Them, the, no, yeah. the, there's one of them has to be the wide receiver one in that one of them is going to get more receptions and catches and everything else than and yards than than the others. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good for fantasy football. Yeah, but, you know, I th- I think he could he could get. 50 catches with 500 yards and two touchdowns and still be the leader of the Texans wide receiver core because How it might dare you. nobody might get no I'm not saying that as a negative thing he might get spread around that much uh, I like shots yeah, um, they're all rubbish it don't matter yeah if you're looking <laughs> sometimes at sometimes that happens with teams if you're looking at a tight end two shots is probably the best pick in my opinion at thir- upside yes that's fair at 13 I was surprised I am surprised that he's this low Pat Fryermuth yeah. was the overall tight end seven last year I I mean 63 catches 732 yards only two touchdowns which surprises me and now I'm going to have to check that start but seven overall last year feels like you got a little bit of chemistry going with Pickett feels a bit low for me 13 yeah same yeah. I think finally should be higher than that I agree with you both at 14 Cole Komet started slowly got going last year he showed that he's got He's got what it takes to be a little bit better. I think seven tight ends as obvi- uh, seven touchdowns has obviously 
you know, got him into that top eight. He finished his tight end eight last year. DJ Moore coming in, I think he's not going to help his value. In, in, and I think Justin Fields is really going to have to show a massive step up for him to keep his top eight status. I think Colcomet, you just, you're getting to the point here of your tight ends where you're kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have left it this late. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't got a tight end number at this point, yeah, which is why we're not going to talk in any great detail about them all. But yeah, Yeah. just check that stat. That Fry move stat was right. Only two touchdowns. That's the only negative to it. Seven seven the year before. So he he could potentially come back to. 700 yards, though. Like, you'd take that. 63 receptions, 700 yards, you'd take that. I I completely agree with you. 13 is too low for him. The Steelers will score more this year. I think they will get Frymouth more involved. So I'll run through the rest of the list. Boys, shout out if you've got anything r- ridiculously important to say about these losses. I'll the, say it about this next one. These last 11. At 15, he's Dalton Kincaid. No. I Of the rookie tight ends, he's the one that I'm... I, I'm high on Kincaid, just not this year. I would rather have... I'd rather take a risk on someone like Sam Laporta. I, I thought Kincaid was a really we talked about him in the build up to the dynasty I thought he was a really good I think the chances of him being relevant for Not redraft are pretty slim I think in an 18 yeah. league especially until, well, until, well until they either confirm that he's a tight end for the year or until Dawson Knox moves on yeah 16 is Tyler Higby the only thing I would say about Tyler Higby is someone's got to catch the ball for the Rams other than Cooper Cup, and yeah, if it's not if it's not Cooper Cup catching fifteen to twenty passes a week, then is it Van Jefferson? Is it Puka? Yeah, the ball's got to go somewhere. Higby potentially seems like Higby's the only one in this area where I kind of think he could easily finish. You know, he sits sixteen; he could easily finish top eight. Dawson Knox is at seventeen. I don't think anyone's no. drafting Dawson no. Knox, based, especially with Dalton Kincaid waiting in the in the wings. Greg Dulcich at eighteen. He's showed potential, um, especially towards like, the back end. He, like I've said, is is the only Bronco I'm interested in this year. He would be your waiver if you if when your tight ends on a on a bye week. Yeah. that would be someone that you could potentially target. There. Nineteen seems a bit low for me. I think he's been talked about Chigga Quanquo. He's been talked about. He would have been the, higher the prior to the D Hop trade. Yeah, and I think that's sorry the D Hop that, acquisition. That's, yeah. that's probably pushed him down a little bit. Twenties Taysom Hill. H, I know you've mentioned Taysom. Uh, he's always potentially worth a gamble. Only um, in best ball. He had nine receptions for 77 yards last year, but he rushed for 575 yards and, and seven touchdowns. And I haven't actually got his throwing stats, but I'm sure he had some of those as well. So when he's on the field, average just short of 10 points a game. Backup quarterback as well. Potentially, yeah, he's potentially a uh, a backup tight end to take. 21, Mike Gesicki is an interesting one on a new team. 22 Zach Ertz, 23 another rookie in Sam Laporta who we've talked about I assume we're all in the same boat on Laporta as we are in Kincaid and that as a rookie it's a, a big gamble to take no I, I, I think I, I think Laporta can have a good I think you can have a good year I okay. think I think look, it, the difference between Laporta and Kincaid is Laporta has a better landing spot for the tight end position yeah. um, I think I think Laporta will have a fantastic first six weeks he's going to be number two receiver behind I'm on Ross St. Brown. Yeah. They haven't yeah. got a lot. He's going to be ahead of Marvin Jones and Denzel Mims in terms of targets. Yeah. I think he'll struggle when Jameson Williams comes back. But I think those first six weeks, he could he could be off to a flyer. And they they haven't got, when you really look at it, because I did this for the, the wide receiver episode, when we look at Amon Ross St. Brown, 
they haven't got a lot. No, they 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 actually surprised me how little they had. Well, given um, given how much the Lions usually score, yeah, or have to score, <laughs> or, or should I say, yeah, I think I think the port could be a, be a real big part of that, and he's got he's got a really big opportunity in the first six weeks to gain some momentum for the rest of the season. See, I, and if I, he can carve out a role in those weeks, I think Goff will keep. I think Goff will keep him involved, yeah. even when Williams Williams comes back. So that that was the point I was going to make there in the first six weeks. If he if he builds up his sort of rep, uh, not reputation relationship with Goff, when it comes to red zone targets, he's probably going to be a really big red zone target for them as well because tight end tend to be your red zone targets. Yeah. But depending on your quarterback, twenty four is Tyler Conklin, who apparently is building up a lot of rapport with Aaron Rodgers, as already talked about. So clearly, he's far too low. And 25 is Noah Fant, who isn't getting onto anybody's fantasy team because he's Noah Fant and he plays for a team where there isn't just isn't enough to go around. Well, Noah Fant had a so, top 25 rookie year. He did. So that's the top 25. Let's talk top 10 lists. H, you kicked us off with the wide receivers, so I'm going to come to you, Ian, for your top 10 tight ends. Oh, memory that. Right, well, can we all assume we've got Kelsey yes. as one? Yeah. No, H. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kelsey as one. If H hasn't got Kelsey as one, we need to really think about why we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> this whole podcast thing. I have Kelsey at one. Very clear number one, Kelsey. Very clear number two, Mark Andrews. Very clear number three, TJ Hawkinson. Number four, I'm going with Ingram. Okay. Number five, I'm going with Schultz. Ooh, that's how good he... That's... Yes! <laughs> He's that's... all in on the Texans. That is high. That's how good a year I think Schultz could have. Okay. Is all they've got. Wow. I've just hyped, just said, like go. the hype coming out of the Texans is we're going to win the Super Bowl. Six is Kittle. Seven is Goddard. Eight is Fryermuth. Nine is Pitts. And ten is Laporta. I like the Laporta pick. He was one that I was tempted there's with. Some, there's some uh, brave picks in there. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's tight ends, isn't it? You know, yeah. after the first three, you, you could just... you could easily go when you look down that list. And we talked, obviously, we talked in depth about the top ten. You could easily just go, yeah, that looks like the top ten. So yeah. that's yeah. bold. I'm not. I'm not having Njoku. I'm not having Waller. H. Kelsey one. Uh, I went Andrews two. I originally had Kittle at three, but then decided to change mine to Hawkinson. Hawkinson three. Kittle four. Dallas got at five. I went Ingram six. Kyle Pitts, 7, Bolton Shorts, 8, David and Joku, 9, and Pat Ryamuth, 10, and then a couple of honourable mentions. You're, not having, him, you're yeah. not having him move on, Pete. Uh, Sam Laporta did, and Cole Komet. Did you have Pitts on your list, Ian? No, I did. I had him at 9. 9. Right. So we've all got him. So my list was Kelsey 1, Andrews 2, Hockerton 3. I still think Kill's got enough to, to be top 4, so I've, I've included him at 4. Ingram I'm quite high on. He's at 5. I did include Waller at six, although the the injury thing w- worries me a little bit with Waller. I've got Goddard at seven. I've got Joku at eight. I've just changed nine to Higby Who when we were, when we were going. It was a Quanco, but I, I feel like Higby's got more of a more of a path to being uh, top ten. And I have inclu- I have included Kyle Pitts at ten, although I, I, it does worry me that he could just have another season like he had last season. But it doesn't take an awful lot of points to get you in the top 10 tight ends. Do you not feel like with Pitt, I know we're going back to it again, but he could be anywhere in the top sort of 4 to 10. Yeah, possibly. You could have put him anywhere. It could really. be it could be 4 to 14. 
Well, it's not anything to think with Pitts. He just needs to play the full season and be slightly better to then be back into the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a reach. No, and and but I mean that's based on tight ends scoring as badly as they did last year. Well, yeah. And I do feel tight ends one of those positions that every year everyone goes, it could be better this year, and then it just ends up not being the not being as good, and that's why Kelsey ends up being the value that he is, even if you do you are drafting him in the first or second round. So that was our tight end rankings. Uh, we'll review these at the end of the season and see how we did. If you haven't already listened to it, go back and listen to our uh, quarterback, run, running back, and wide receiver episodes. There's some interesting takeouts from all of them. In the coming few weeks, we'll be talking more redraft. We'll be doing some mocks, I assume. Yeah, we'll be doing some mocks and um, and really just counting down to the start of the season. So thanks for listening. As always, get involved on the socials, which are at JMD Pod on Facebook and Twitter, JMD Pod at Outlook.com if you want to email us. What's the uh, TikTok? I didn't bother with the last episode and I'm not bothering with this episode. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok's out there. Just search for us for all the content we're sticking on there. Thanks for listening. As always, um comment in the on, on Spotify. There's always a question at the end of the episode. Uh, send us send us your questions or your feedback on socials, as Ian's just pointed out. And um that was us. Mm-hmm.